HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Union Beer Distributors. For more information, visit unionbeerdist.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. And it's Oktoberfest in New York City with Sylvester's Yodeling. It's the true. And uh, we started off last week with um, Lars from Reinheit's Boden, and we talked a little bit about some of the German styles. And we're waiting for our friend Sylvester Schneider from right. Zoom Schneider. So he's on the show as well as Lars from Reinheit's Boden and our good friend Katarina Martinez. For a New York City perspective on a, a new and, and growing New York City brewery. So, welcome to the show. Welcome to Heritage Radio Network. It's Tuesday, September 26, 2017. Uh, Beer Sessions Radio is brought to you by Union Beer Distributors, suppliers of world-class ales and lagers. And if you have any questions for us, you can Instagram or tweet us at beer underscore sessions. So, Sylvester, will you do that yodeling one more time? So the thing for me is that, you know, and in Katrina, that's one reason you're here with us, is that, you know, you're, you're a New Yorker, a New York brewer. I've never quite gotten the, the whole Oktoberfest message. Like, I was in Munich years ago for, for Fasching, which is like the Carnival Mardi Gras. But I never quite understood why there was an Oktoberfest, especially in New York. So, Lars, and it's kind of a battle. You guys are both hosting Oktoberfest events, mm-hmm. and you're going to talk about that. So, so Lars, and then yeah, Sylvester. Yeah, we had some fists flying already earlier. So, you guys tell <laughs> us a little bit about why why Oktoberfest in New York City, and some some backstory on Oktoberfest, what it means to you guys. Well, um, Jimmy, good to be on the show again, just like last Prost. week. Uh, Prost. Prost. First thing is first, right? <laughs> We're going to drink. Serving some good beer. Prost. Mm. No, I've, you know, my, my passion has always been about beer and importing beer from, from good old Germany. And, um, you know, I had many, many Oktoberfests in this city, probably more than in Germany. And it was... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and it was uh, it was a fun time to be associated with a lot of Oktoberfest here. And when opportunity came up to have my beer being a feature beer for a large Oktoberfest in Brooklyn, of course I jumped on it. And I'm looking forward to hosting you know the Brooklyn Oktoberfest at um, in Greenpoint, October 20th to the 22nd. So I hope you didn't brew too much that. because you're gonna sit on it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. But well, the kind of the battle is also. The beers we're drinking here today. So, um, Sylvester, what beer are we drinking right now? Uh, right now, we're drinking uh, the Zumschneider exclusive uh, Hofbrauhaus Traunstein, which, uh, funny enough, Lars actually helped me to bring it into the country many years ago. Right. Um, well, we have two exclusives. Uh, it's the Traunstein beyond the Andex, um, which um, I decided to do our own stuff years ago when everybody and their mother opened a German beer hall and uh, thought they're doing something special, serving Spaten and Polana. Um, <clears throat> so we brought in our own stuff, and uh, since, the, since four years we do the tent, the Munich on the East River tent, 
and um, the two breweries are brewing especially for that event uh, a number of kegs for us. So Hofbrauhaus Traunstein? Traunstein, yeah. Not to be confused with HB München, Hofbrauhaus München. Totally and different. what about the Andex beers? Which beers? Like Hofbrauhaus München, Hofbrauhaus Traunstein are probably as much as rivals as our two Oktoberfests are um, here in New York. This is not Katarina, you, you don't know what you're in for. We're having these no. guys pose as, as boxers. And I love this because I brought a juicy Northeast IPA to this today. Oh and you guys God. are serving me <laughs> nice. this delicious German beer. <laughs> this is wrong, but it's okay. So this is Tronstein. Why is it called Tronstein? Is that the brand or this is a style? No, that's the city. Yeah. It's a city. It's like like a medium-sized city. How many? What do you think? Like five, six, eight hundred thousand or so? <laughs> no. No. Eight hundred thousand? No. The city is tiny. No, it's not tiny. It's still. It's it's not a. It's not a village. It's it's definitely a small city. I would say it's fifty to a hundred thousand, maybe. Okay, um, I'm bad with numbers, um, <laughs> but uh, it's on the foothills of the Alps and. Uh, I think one of their secrets is the water. Mm -hmm. They just have such good water. And they just also, I mean, you see this. Uh, this is a very light-looking beer for an Oktoberfest beer. Uh, also, their lager is even lighter-looking than this. And uh, this is really something I've never experienced with any beer in the world, is that you get, have such a light color and you have so much flavor. And that's, that's their craft. That's their art. You know, that's what they're best at. Um, Yeah. yeah, and I think all those uh, all the Oktoberfest style beers that are out today in the in you know the the pale Oktoberfest that are served at Oktoberfest are around thirteen and a half point uh, gravity versus you know eleven to twelve of a Pilsner, you know, or Helles Lager. So you have more gravity, you have more body, you have a little bit darker color than a than a, than a Helles would have. So that also reflects in the in the flavor. Katarina Martinez, mm -hmm. Lineup Brewing. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm You've been open for what, here. a year now? Uh, serving beer for, God, what month is this? Um, so, yeah, nine months. Uh, nine a little months. bit less than that, actually. Um, serving beer legally, anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were just serving beer, anyway. Um, no, uh, just yeah. the last 25 years illegally, but, uh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we're you know cranking. I'm actually expanding, which is crazy already. Um, needing to grow bigger than that little uh, one barrel system. So, how many um, hectoliters you do? Oh, God, I don't know the. <laughs> this is the translation show. <laughs> say it, say it in whatever barrels, and he'll yes, translate. Yes. So the the current sort of the system we were on was a one barrel system. Um, I'm moving right now into a 15 barrel system, uh, which is a lot, obviously, a lot more beer. Um, and then I'm also brewing. I have a fermenter at Great South Bay in Long Island. Uh, which is my sister brewery, um, and that's a 30-barrel fermenter, so it's a lot more beer for sure coming out of lineup. Um, we had to. I, I didn't realize how fast we were going to have to scale. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And you know what? You've been so busy, I, haven't, I probably haven't seen you since you opened. <laughs> I know. I'm I know. Very proud it's of you. crazy. Thank you. We're going to get more to what you're doing, but let's <laughs> yes. talk more about October. Does Oktoberfest mean anything to you as a New Yorker? Uh, I mean, beer-wise, culture-wise. like... This last weekend, I went um, with my, my first employee. Her name's Simone Schroeder, and her parents are straight from Germany, and they were in town. So I had both of them there. They made her dress up, and we had the best Oktoberfest in downtown uh, New York. And they. Where you know, did you go? Uh, we, we were just. I think Stone she's Street. my friend on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's very German. So, like, they. It's great to have her. Um, Don't tell me you went to Watermark. Oh, my gosh. We, we, went to, we went to Stone Street, which was a disaster, but it was still really fun. So, like, we got, you know, the real traditional uh, uh, German beers there. Polliner, but Six Point sponsors it as well. They made an Oktoberfest. Uh, we went to the Brooklyn Breweries event, which is. Uh, puree and they also made an oktoberfest so a lot, a lot of the local breweries make beer for this as yeah. well which is great but as a brewer what, why would you, why would a new york or american brewery make an oktoberfest style beer when there's so many from germany and the season's not that long i mean you were joking sylvester <laughs> that you're gonna have all this beer left over after oktoberfest <laughs> <laughs> i want lars will <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's no, a big I mean, holiday. Look, your question is, what, what is Oktoberfest doing in New York City? Uh, valid question, but, um, you know, 
the trend gets started and then everybody hops on the bandwagon if it works financially, you know. And this is what's going on right now. There's one, one wannabe Oktoberfest after another opening up in New York and they all suck. Like, you know, and I say that not out of my own opinion. I say that in, of the voice of my customers that come in after they've been to such an event into our place and say, Sylvester, this was just horrible. We were drinking horrible flat beer out of plastic cups. They were playing Prince music on the speakers. <laughs> and uh, people were there in, uh, in uh, Linenhosen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for the revelation. I don't know if we'll have to keep the show going or not. So, what makes an Oktoberfest, I don't know, authentic or fun? Or what, what is your Oktoberfest like? Well, we put up a tent that is as close as possible to a real Munich Oktoberfest tent. We spent a lot of money on decoration and decking out the whole place. We brought over the original furniture. We have an original menu that has the, the half-roast chicken and, the, and the, the, uh, the pork shanks. On one plate? On one plate? <laughs> you have pork shank and half-roast chicken? No. The same plate? Two plates. Oh, two plates. Two plates. <laughs> I'm sorry. See, this is American. Yeah? Yeah, they just right. want to make everything bigger. <laughs> now but you, then, got, you got your thinking. But then, but then they put it in a plastic cup. You know, <laughs> plastic cup. Uh, we yeah. have on our tourist simply only a one-liter mug, a moss. It's called a moss. That's all you want to see on Oktoberfest. If you go to Munich, the kids are drinking their Coca-Cola out of a moss. So that's what makes an Oktoberfest. What makes an Oktoberfest, too, is you have some games, you have some gingerbread hearts, you have some sweets, you know, you have, of course, the giant pretzels, and, of course, you have a great band, <laughs> which happens to be my band. I, I've heard you play at Christmas at Zum Schneider. You, you do an awesome... And What's your instrument? It's not a keyboard. I'm a drummer. I'm really a drummer and singer. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm the, the, the front pig of the band. I get the people up on the benches. That's my job. And I love doing it. And uh, I have an amazing, amazing, amazing band um, behind me that are all professional musicians and really, really great guys. So you do all this just so you can play in a band? That's right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's how you support it. the arts, guys. You put it on the point. <laughs> Otherwise, there's no art. So right. cheers to you, uh, man. We need more beer, I think. And right? then, Lars, uh, yeah, so your Oktoberfest event... Last week we talked a little bit about the Oktoberfest style Mer Merzen. Yeah. If someone wants to talk about that style, they can. Right. But I'm interested in your, your event. You're partnering with a yeah. operator from Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, uh, Doug Hager, the owner of Braho Schmidt's, been a good old friend of mine. And, you know, I ran into... Um, That's the Andex, yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 I told him about a space in Greenpoint that I thought was a nice venue. And, and he, within a day or two, reached out to the person that owned it and um, got the contract signed. So we jumped on it, or he jumped on it, and, and said, all right, Lars, we, we're going to feature UBS exclusively. And uh, without touting my horn, I think I, I, I picked a, a really amazing lineup of beer for that Oktoberfest that rivals anybody, because it, it is all German craft beer, Bavarian, um, Baden-Württemberg. We, we're going to have an unfiltered Helles Lager that is 5.5%. It is towards an Oktoberfest beer, but I'm filtered. No, no, he's done getting any more from it. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, but this is, fr is this fresh beer just from the, the keg? This is at from the keg, Schneider. straight from the keg at some Schneider. And then we're doing a lump beer. We're doing a Madsen style. We're doing a Madsen style beer as well, and a Hefeweizen. So the, the three main beers that are served out of the Lida mugs are, uh, you know, a dark, a Hefeweizen and a unfiltered Helles. So, and then we have the range of the the ultra crafts, if you will. We will be serving IPAs, double IPAs, Emmer um, wheat beer. We'll, we'll do some some pilsners. Right off the ball, we have a separate section for that. So, I, I think as far as beer select, German beer selection, the variety of German beer selection that we will have the widest beer selection. If if that's you know whether that's what people want. We'll see. Of course, it's about you know going to Oktoberfest, having a couple mass, is uh, certainly the the, the major ob objective. And uh, what Braho Schmitz brings to the table as well is authentic food, authentic, an authentic menu, and they have a uh, award-winning chef that is going to be on. Well, I like what you've been well. doing with Reinheitsboten, where you're you really yeah. do have a lot of different styles, different grains. Last right. week we tried your Lahn beer. Yeah. And I know later on this show you're going to taste us on a, a number of Doppelbox. Yeah. And uh, and you know probably. Uh, I know the 
Traunstein and Andex uh, breweries better than most people in this country because I've been there. I've, I've uh, stayed overnight at the monastery several times. I've been at Traunstein, and, and those people are absolutely amazing. I mean, that, 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 those beers are just spot yeah, on. Here we go. Prost, Alex. <laughs> one of my, fa- Prost, one of my favorite shows with both of you guys a few years ago was Cheers. you had in the, the priest from Andex, and I think Sylvester was, you Monk. were translating. Monk. The monk. Monk. And you translated. We had head, a little German-English show. Yeah. Yes. Pater Valentin. You guys can talk a little bit in German in between. Das war viel Spaß auf jeden Fall. Na, jedenfalls hat er ganz schön geschimpft, dass er vorgespritzt hat beim Uzapfen, ne? Ja, das stimmt. One thing I love about... You know, he, tap, he tapped the keg. He tapped the keg at some Schneider and... Uh, I was so nervous, I think, or what I, whatever it was, I gave him the wrong, the wrong tapping stuff, and he tapped it, and the half of the keg exploded into his face. <laughs> and imagine he, he was he so was pissed. in his in his uh, dress in his robe, right? And uh, it was a full evening for me to to soften everything to to make sure that hey, no, this didn't happen on purpose, and you know, <laughs> please. So yeah, he, uh, thought, he thought we did this on purpose to show show factor. And you still I have mean, these Andex exclusives. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look. Yeah. yeah, look, you know. One thing, but for me, like German With a few beer, Hail Marys, you, you culture, you the food. <laughs> I, I, I think that Germany goes really deep with with culture and food. And one one uh, concept that I love is the Gemütlichkeit, which is tell mm-hmm. us what Gemütlichkeit is. Gemütlichkeit. Um, I mean, with the band, we translated on our album uh, the song "Ein Prosit, Ein Prosit der Gemütlichkeit," "Ein Prosit, Ein Prosit der Gemütlichkeit," which means um, coziness. That was the closest translation we could really come up with. Um, but to me, it's just the gathering, the socializing of all people of all ages, of all colors and beliefs. Uh, in Bavaria, of course not, because everybody's Catholic. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's nice. And then I will say, then that's like in, in Copenhagen. Now they have hoogie. Hoogie is also the new trend. It's the same kind of thing. Gemütlich heißt hoogie. Hoogie, yeah. So let's okay. make a toast to Gemütlichkeit. Hoogie. And we'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. In 1996, Sheehan Family Companies, formerly L. Knife & Son, acquired Union Beer Distributors, which was originally located on Union Avenue in Brooklyn. Union Beer has since expanded to its present location alongside the English Kills Canal in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. It has grown dramatically in the last decade as the primary distributor of Anheuser-Busch products for Brooklyn and parts of Queens through the hiring and development of the best people in the industry. In 2003, Union Beer acquired a powerful catalog of specialty brands, which immediately positioned them as the craft beer supplier to accounts in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx, Staten Island, and Long Island. Union perpetually tweaks their portfolio to maintain the highest level of stylistic breadth with the most coveted brands available. Through the highest possible level of service, outstanding salesmanship of the ultimate lineup of brands, and a paramount focus on education at all levels, Union Beer has solidified its position as the only source for the best selection of beers in the seven counties of southeastern New York. For more information, visit unionbeerdist.com. Hey, hey, hey. Sylvester. What's up? Jorlin. What's up? Jorliti. Welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio <laughs> on Heritage Radio Network. Hey, check us out, heritageradionetwork.org. Become a member and uh, get lots of benefits. But this is a cool show. This is our, like, last week we were warming up, waiting for Sylvester with Lars. And now we're talking with uh, Sylvester from Zum Schneider, Lars from Reinhardt's Potent, the Battle of the Oktoberfest, or what Oktoberfest means in New York City, when Katarina Martinez from uh, Lineup Brewing. So um, last week we talked about some of the German styles, how, how things had changed. You know, the 1830s, you know, with English pale malts and, you know, a big change in styles happened then around the world. Um, we ended up talking about Doppelbox and, and yeah. some of the historical German styles. So, Lars, we're going to taste some Doppelbox mm-hmm. and then tell us about some of the styles historically. 
Easy, easy. Well, so I, I, today I, I brought uh, two Doppelbox. Right now we're actually trying the, the, the land beer again from Dieselhäuser because I really wanted Sylvester to try this. And, um, He's trying to sell me beer in the radio show. That's <laughs> <laughs> audio else along, bro. It's not, a, it's not enough he invades me at my place without any warning. No, now he comes and tries to stuff <laughs> in the radio show. Yeah, it's... Uh, I make, they you like you, I make you a good price. Um, no, so I brought the Donato Pale Doppelbock, and for comparison, I brought the Regala Pale Doppelbock as well. So usually Doppelbocks are dark. Um, it's actually much harder to make a Pale Doppelbock because you, you need longer time to get the ABV up to about 8.3, 8.5%. So um, that'll be an interesting comparison for us to, to, to go through in a second. But again, right now we, we, we're trying the... The Dieselhäuser Lampier uh, with a lot of uh, amber, you know, dark, medium amber color, a lot of maltiness to it. Um, Katarina is a great taster. I mean, you were an yeah. award-winning home brewer. You were in the BJCP class last year. Yes. This is, so you this is a beer you can... Do you want to give us some tasting notes sure. on this? Yeah, I, it's wonderful. Um, just very caramely. Um, the color is fantastic. Uh mm-hmm. Jimmy and I, Jimmy saw me go through these BJCP classes, which were basically just, you know, going through all of the styles. And mm-hmm. um, this is one of my favorite styles of beer. So uh, uh, it's yeah. very delicious. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, you're welcome. So, you know, th- this is this is what it's all about. It's easy drinking. You can have a couple of mass of this mm-hmm. and um, not not have a headache. And I feel uh, a lot of times when I, when I drink beers here, I, uh, you know, after a liter, a liter and a half, I, I have a terrible headache. And this would not happen here. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's fermented for at least four weeks. I mean, it's in the tanks for at least four weeks. Fermented seven to ten days. What is it? I think Germans and Americans must have a different attitude about what beer is. Because mm-hmm. before we were at the bar and Sylvester t- took one of the beers and just no, drank it. No, they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. <laughs> he the drank Americans, it like it was a beverage. Uh, yeah, the Americans. It Ameri- wasn't alcohol. Look, the Ameri- it's the new world. You know, everybody's trying to like uh, find a new thing that is maybe better than the old thing. But most of them to fail, unfortunately, because the old thing is just so long, uh, uh, perfectionized. Uh, I don't even know the English word. Right. <laughs> you know, Sylvester, yeah. when I first, going back to the love of German culture and beer, when I was first considering opening Jimmy's Number 43 in 2005, the one issue was that there was only a, a beer license only available. And I, I thought, how can, you open, how can you open a beer-only place? And I said, well, I love Zum Schneider. That's one place where I go to and I like the beer. And I said, I'm going to go for it. And so you, you inspired me way back then, Thank 12 years you. ago. Thank Without you, I never would have opened Jimmy's number 43. Thank you. Yeah, wow. it's wow. true. Yeah, Now, what's a good a com- a comment you can say in German for that? Like a toast um, after that. Schön. <laughs> das ist das ist ziemlich ziemlich unglaublich eigentlich. Aber der Silvester war schon immer ein Vorreiter, is what I'm saying. So he, he's 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 been a trendsetter. He's been around for for ages in in you know in in general terms of bar uh, average lifespan. So you know he's he's doing a lot of things right for sure. I just lucked out. I had I had the right amount of homesickness at the right time at the right place. <laughs> okay, and that's what it was. So we yeah. were the first ones of the new generation of Germans, uh, yeah. G- German Gastlichkeit in New York. And uh, it worked really well. Our best years were the first But cheers. Years. You've always done everything right, and I've always liked mm-hmm. Zum Schneider. Thank you. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks. One of my so favorite much. places in New York. Oh so. yeah. yeah, and Lars, more. So more beer. Yeah, let's go let's, through let's, this. Let's Look at the history. This, yeah. So a little bit of history. So Andex, you know, we met the monk several years ago. How far back does that brewery go? Andex is a huge part of my upbringing. I, I had my first... I was drunk for the first time when I was eight years old in Andex. <laughs> but I think I said this on the show before. Um, <laughs> you did. <laughs> Were you an altar boy? <laughs> no, no. No, it's just like people from around there... Um, I can't drink I fast know. enough, guys. <laughs> I Jesus. Know. Uh, there's one beer after another coming here, guys. I know you don't see it on the radio. They're just bringing a lot of beer here. <laughs> anyway, we try it all. We can use the bottle. But um, what's the what's the history of Andex? I am um, I honestly don't know how old Andex is. Fifteen something, isn't it, Lars? Oh, now you're Somewhere putting me on that. the spot. I think it's yeah, around five six hundred years. Yeah. Um, 
it's been a monastery and it's I think since the beginning is the number one income of the monastery is beer uh, they also uh, work together with the local um, uh, um, milk um, how do you call it uh, milk producer who's doing all sorts of cheeses and stuff like that organic and um, that is uh, also called Andex But their main income is beer. Has always been beer. They used to the monastery is for 80 monks, and now they have six. So Mr. Valentin, who was was on the show, is working very hard. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, 14 something. Uh, but um, I can't. I go visit him every time I go there, or I try to. Oftentimes he's too busy. I'm not. I'm not kidding. You know, he's serving th uh, three different co communities. Uh, commune. What do you call it? Dörfer. Um, Uh, villages villages and um, you know does all the weddings and the yeah. burials and the whatnot and, uh, and uh, supporting the kindergartens uh, it's 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 a big big operation 1455 by the plus way plus any tourist who goes to Bavaria or Germany goes to Andex yeah it's a huge tourist destination yeah. Uh, so yeah I think financially they're doing fine but uh, um, the the Pope has to do away with the celibacy and then we'll have more monks again <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, okay. I think that David, that needs something. Another applause or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so this beer, it's it's a pale Doppelbach. Right. So so this is the uh, Riegler Speziator pale Doppelbach that's in the tanks for a little bit over 30 weeks. Mm, nice color. In order to uh, mature to 8.3% ABV and uh, has. A lot of natural sweetness. And what it shares with the Donato that we try right after this is you have very little to none of the alcohol uh, Appearance. esters, appearances. You know, it, it just doesn't come up. And that only happens if you give a beer that time. Mm -hmm. So, and, and a lot of breweries uh, certainly don't have that. It's, it's, it's very expensive to occupy a tank for that time. Um, But so, that's, that's yeah. the tricky part about the, the pale double box. Yeah. I mean, I, I have this really quick story. Very, very beginning of Zimstadter, we have, we, we always roast a pick for anniversary outside and for Mayfest. So we had our first, I think it was the first Mayfest, so we had a Maybach there. And Maybach yeah. is, a, is, a, is a light colored bock. Right. Yeah? And it goes down like lager. It just goes down and you just <laughs> drink it. And, you know, um, the first pig was done. The second pig was supposed to go on. I put all the coal on. The coal was super hot and some idiot threw some 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 uh, paper on the on the grill. The whole thing went on fire. I went outside with a bucket of water and threw the water on it. I to totally got uh, burned by, by steam. Wow. And... Uh, um, you know, for the rest of the night, I was bartending, <laughs> just <laughs> having cold beer run over my hands every five seconds. Uh, but why did that happen? Because I was too drunk, because I drank too much of that pale Maybach. Right. Very tricky beer. Very This is tricky very beer. good, though. It's Super deceiving, beer. yeah. I mean, Katarina, for, for, would you ever make a Bach? I mean, box. I always think Doppelbach, I think the dark beer. And maybe that's more for, you know, Lent, and we can talk about monks and mm -hmm. living, yeah. you know, drinking bread. But... You know, pale box, my, my box, um, it's a different style, but it's... Yeah, I mean, this uh, the pale versions usually have um, a more dry finish, which uh, is very prevalent in this as well. Um, I have made one in an attempt to make an ice box, uh, oh, wow. which is a, an investment, you can say, in time. Mm -hmm. we're, ta we're talking about two, three weeks, four weeks even, to, uh, you know, lager a good beer, but right. an ice box takes... Uh, over a year, uh, a good one anyway, and um, that was my first one. Obviously, it was darker than this, um, but that's one of, one, again, one of my favorite beers. So yeah. that was that was the main attempt was the ice block, but this mm -hmm. is lovely. Um, yeah, and, 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 and maturing or keeping it at zero zero degrees Celsius, <laughs> that's a uh, very hard feat yeah, yes, yes. for the ice box. Yeah. And why is Martin the style of Oktoberfest? And there's well, other styles. There's, we call them fest beers. Well, that was originally box. originally the, the beer that was served at the first Oktoberfest, or for the very many first Oktoberfest, was uh, a beer that was brewed in March to be mature in October. So you would start it in March. That's why it's uh, Madsen. Um, and back then, 1810, uh, all the beers really were dark beers. Pale malls weren't around, mm -hmm. so you couldn't brew a pale beer up until 1870s, 1860s, right. around that when pale malls come from came from England, 
and then Pilsner malt and all of that came around. But up until then, there was no uh, no pale beer. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then the Oktoberfest eventually moved I, uh, over to pale beer too. I, I, I have a blend here now. I'm, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> punch. If you guys go to Sylvester's... Uh, What's the site for your East River Oktoberfest? Because it starts this weekend. It's called Munich on the East River. Uh, you find it on uh, zumschneider.com. It's the same website. Uh, it starts this Friday and goes for two weekends uh, through the week as well. Um, September 29th to October 8th. There's still tickets so available. If you go to the website, there's a picture. The first picture, of course, is Sylvester with a nice green outfit with a beautiful woman. And that's kind of what you get, right? Mina, what is he talking about? <laughs> that's what I know. <laughs> but see, you really are the star. I will say this, that Sylvester, when he gets it with his band, it, it really gives it a, a life of its own. And, and I want to make a big, big cheer. So Thank that. you. So, um, yeah. Lars, I don't know how you're going to top that, because it's really like, you know, without, without his Oktoberfest... You know, Sylvester wouldn't have any gigs, mm. and uh, he might have to become a stockbroker or something. But for you, like, wh- how are you going to top it? So You're actually that- wrong about that, because everybody wants to hire us, but we refuse. <laughs> we only play for Tim Schneider. It's, it's, it's very hard to top that, and, and that's why we, you know, I, I, our Oktoberfest, or the Braho Schmitz Oktoberfest, is at the end of October. And uh, we're, we're not competing time-wise, and you know it's, it's going to be a different crowd. It's, uh, we try to be as authentic as we can be with um, good beer, and I, I hope that that will set a precedent. You know, we we are something different. We're we're not. They're very good in copying the authenticity. You know, I have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm German. What can you say? You know, <laughs> it's going to be authentic because of me. No, I'll tell you. When I see that photo on Instagram, you guys almost came to blows earlier, and <laughs> I had to separate you. But <laughs> yeah, right. It's okay. But the, the styles you have, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I, I love uh, Sylvester selection of beers. You also have some Schneider beers too, at your fest. You have Schneider, Andex. No, 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 Schneider no, no, no. We don't mix it up. We we we're just like really stubborn. We just do uh, three different kinds of Oktoberfest beer. Uh, the first beer from Andex, the first beer from Traunstein, and uh, this year for the first time, Wein Stefana will be uh, at the tent as well. Mm-hmm. And then, Lars, it. you're going to have how many different beers? Including well, we, some of these pale box. Yeah, we, we'll have uh, three of the main beers. The, the Land beer from Distelhäuser, we'll have the Friedenfelser Hefeweizen, we'll have the uh, Zwickel Oktoberfest, or the Zwickel from Tollehof in the main room, and then we have all our craft beers, including the, 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 the pale ales, uh, the double IPAs. The new German beers. The new German beers. We'll have them all at, uh, at the tent outside. Yeah. All so right. we have What are we drinking right now? What is this? This is the Donator. Oh, yeah, Block. I know, yeah. Yeah. St- Which is also available at some Schneider. By available at some Schneider. Used to be, not anymore. It was, a, it was a winter beer. It's a winter beer. It's, for it's the almost winter. winter. Do not, it's almost winter, you're right. Yeah. But a pale do- it's still got 90 water. degrees outside, but it's almost winter. Yeah. Welcome to the new world. Yeah. Sylvester, you going to do another yodel for me? All right, man. That's a preview of what you're going to get at Sylvester's uh, Munich on the East River. Hey, we'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Great voice, man. Like what you hear? Heritage Radio Network has plenty more. With fresh programming every week, we've got something for everyone. Trying to start your own food business? Concerned about where your food comes from? Looking for the best wine or beer to bring to a party? Find our shows on iTunes or Stitcher, or head to heritageradionetwork.org to listen live and subscribe to our newsletter. Hey, welcome back to Beer Assassins Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Sylvester. Hello. Oh, that was a bad one. He's warming up from Munich <laughs> on the East River. Starting right. Woo! That's right. You got to have it. I tell you, without Sim Schneider, this guy would not have a band. 
No, that's not true. Maybe w- would you be touring the the country doing Oktoberfest with your band? Would you be band leader first if you didn't have a, a beer business? It's a good question. I don't know if I would even be in an Oompa band without some Schneider. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I mean, I played music since in bands since I was 15 years old and uh if my bandmates back in the days when I was a teenager would have known that I'm going to be playing in an Oompa band th- 30 years from then, they would have kicked me out of the bands. Uh, but, Lars, uh, when you first started, I, I met you, you, you were selling a number of, of different beers in New York City, including yeah. some of the German beers. Uh, what's, it, what's it like selling beer to uh, Sylvester? Well, I started importing beer. This is beer, a actually, safe space. Actually, yeah, it's a safe space. Nobody's listening. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> Only I started, in Germany. I started, import, Whoa. I started importing beer in 2003, actually. So, um, and and for the for the only reason of bringing in my uh, my hometown beer, which was uh, the Schwelmer Brewery way back when, and um, we built that up in, in in a couple of years and and. Started bringing over 24 containers. Wait, what town was that from? Schwelmir? Schwelm. The town of Schwelm, which is between Düsseldorf and Cologne. And right next to where I grew up in a town called Ennepetal, uh, which is near to Düsseldorf. And so we have a rivalry. We have South Germany, North Germany. No, and we have <laughs> another rivalry because, or rather he's in the middle of the rivalry between the Kölsch and the oh, Düsseldorf. Oh, yeah. yeah. I grew up right in the middle between Kölsches and Alts. You know, I would pick my carnivals. Uh, either I would go to Düsseldorf or to Cologne. Yeah, very big sin. But um, yeah, we imported a great alt beer from Schwelmer Brewery until they shut uh, shut down in 2009, and then um, I did something else in between and started then working for St. Kilian Importing. Started working to bring in Andex and Traunstein, and uh, you know. It, those guys at that time were looking for a German-speaking guy that had experience in the beer import world, and you know um, there were not too many around. And then he, he then he deserted us. Yeah, he <laughs> brought it in all rolling, and then he just <laughs> left. You know, and then everything fell apart. <laughs> David likes you so much. Very good. <laughs> then we have now we have Reinheitsboden. But, now but what's it like to sell to him? I mean, do you just like typically do salesmen just show yeah. up or they kind of know that they're only going to bring certain beers to you? Salesmen still have not learned uh, how to use a calendar. That's been like that since <laughs> 17 years since I have Tim Schneider. Uh, they just show up. I hate it. Uh, but in the end of the day, you know, it's fine because they always bring new beer and we try it and then we're all happy and merry. So. Right. No, I, 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 I try to get on Sylvester's schedule and, and we have a good time every time. No, he's Lars is so. the exception to the rule. There you go. We know that. Cheers. Let's try so now, Katarina beer. Martinez. Katarina. Yeah. Line up. Yeah. You say her name. Katarina Martinez. Yes. Oh. That's, that's a good that's really good, actually. <laughs> oh my god, I need to carry that with me wherever I go Because it always comes out wrong um, So lineup, you, you started, you're in that little industry city thing uh, I Yeah, that's where we started And now we're going elsewhere So we have um, we, <laughs> We're going through like lease negotiations Which is just an absolute disaster for breweries But um, uh, we found a spot that we really like and and what, do you, Can you say where it is? Yes, I can. I, I, I'm going to knock on wood as I say it. Is though. it it's in City? It's in Red Hook. Um, yes, Brooklyn. it's in Brooklyn. So I'm going to always stay in Brooklyn. That's where I want to be. Um, we're still we're brewing out in Long Island a bunch, but um, yeah, I'm excited. I, it's so it's hard because you start to like get really superstitious about whether or not you're going to be able to get the spaces that you want yeah. um, in this process. It's a hard it's a hard process. So and as as a new New York City brewer, you know, first nine ten months, what were the styles that were, were most you know, well received. Yeah. Uh, and you saw most of it at your brewery, right? Well, correct. So it isn't until uh, October, I believe, 9th that we're delivering 30 barrels worth of beer around the city, So, uh, which is going to be a lot of beer. Um, we're excited about it. We were selling, it was a one-barrel system, so we were selling all within the tap room. It only makes sense to do that. Uh, moving forward, uh, yeah, you guys are going to see a lot more of us, which is exciting um, because we're going to be on tap at a lot of different places. So, um, And we're going to be 
on tap with this beer that you guys are drinking right now, actually. So, what is um, it? It's very nice. Yeah, this is a. See, the uh, Germans like New York beer. Thank you. Yeah, they actually really want to drink New York beer. <laughs> that's good. That's, that's exciting to me. Um, so this is a Northeast juicy IPA. Um, so Vesta will never be converted. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. He drinks it in one shot usually. But. <laughs> yeah, I usually drink the IPAs in one shot, which I, which I will do on this, and then see what happens. Oh, jeez. <laughs> he brought his own photographer, too, which is kind of awesome. <laughs> I was Good. going to bring Erica, our accordionist, but she fell sick. So um, otherwise, he would have had not only my horrible yodels, but you would have a beautiful accordion. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a question here. Sure. Um, this, is, this is excellent. Uh, very, very unfiltered. Mm-hmm. Um, but my question is, you know, all you mo- microbrewers, we have, I'm, I have a house in Montauk, I actually have a restaurant in Montauk, and, um, you know, the Montauk Brewing Company, I'm sure you're familiar with. Sure. It's like the most uh, uh, pr- promoted microbrew out there at the moment, I think, because simply what they have going for themselves is the graphics, and that's about it, because <laughs> the beer is horrible, and every single one of them. Uh, so, um, what's what's your? <laughs> <laughs> um, it did become the beer of summer. Well, yeah, that. it's everywhere. I mean, these guys. I I pull my hat. I mean, congratulations, guys, on your uh, uh, PR work. But your beer sucks. Sorry, I say it straight out, and uh, if I have no shame. I can't go back to Montauk ever again. What, what's what's the question? The question is, what do you think about that beer, honestly? And um, the other question is, why are these guys so much more successful than you? Because it's, it's the only American beer you ever drink. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they're so much more successful because they've had more time. And I'm just going to be a thousand times more successful than in a year. Excellent. I like that. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. Good one. <laughs> I, won't, I won't comment. Well, let's steer this back I like to her. So. Because this girl is really actually very humble and very cute and very sweet and uh, uh, that she makes such a bold statement. I love that because I believe in her. Well, Sylvester, it, would you sell any American beer at one of your places? No. You only sell German? Yes. All right. So. What about German Sorry. styles? No. So, no, Katarina, whoa. go back. Your popular <laughs> styles, most popular styles, not Montauk Summer Ale <laughs> that you've made it's, it's in this funny. year. It's funny. Because I, um, so, I want to know like what styles you'll be yeah, making going so, forward. Like, I, it's, I do make a German style. I make a German Pilsner. Um, mm. And it was one of my initial uh, beers that I ever like opened with. And it has a really stupid name. It's called Beer Yance. Um, because I missed a Beyonce concert. <laughs> 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 and but ever when I released it, so I then had a bunch a of press about it, and like they called me. There was an article that said I was the Beyonce of beer, Uh-oh. and like Lars so it, it means something to me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I make a German Pilsner, and I'm going to make it again soon, and I'm actually going to can it, and I will surely give it to all of the people in this room because I really want to know. I want to know what you guys think of it. You know, obviously I'm not German at all, but um, it's it's the style. Hopefully, I can't wait to taste it. But no offense, <laughs> I, I just I, I just can't. Serve beers other than from Bavaria. I mean Germany. I have a couple of German I, beers. I respect that. Eighty percent Bavaria. That's what you do. Sorry, that's just what <laughs> so, we do. So well, I haven't even tried to sell to you. Laura, so what do you guys? Yeah. What do you think of Katarina's beer? So this is <laughs> what a New England style IPA. Yes. It's very fresh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's. Uh, I guess we didn't even talk about it yet. It's a. Uh, uh, the first beer I just brought on a partner from San Francisco, um, and he is uh, a really amazing brewer uh, at a, a brewery called Bear Bottle out there, and he's moving back out here. Um, we're very excited about it. His name's Cortland. So this beer is the first beer we made together um, that brings together both uh, his style and my style. Um, we're calling it I-80, which is the highway from San Francisco to New York City. So, um, and it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's an East Coast, West Coast sort of a blend of things, but obviously it's the, that. Congratulations. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm excited right. about it. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And, I, and your, to your credit, I remember just a year and a half ago, you were at every event. You were talking about lineup. We had you on some special shows. 
and you were taking a BJCP class. And congratulations, yeah, Katarina. Thank you. It's yeah, it's always yeah. great to hear about success. And, <laughs> you know. No, I, I think um, just I, I just want to make this comment real quick. Sorry. I know I'm too loud on the microphone, <laughs> but um, we look out the window here into Roberta's uh, pizzeria, and we have at least uh, six different nations sitting out there, if you ask me, and that is New York, you know? And um, that's, why to, uh, that's why I have to, that's why I have to respect all of this different beer that's being coming out, because that is New York too, you know? Yeah. And um, we just had her- horrible elections in Germany where the... The far right wing people uh, reached over 13%. Uh, hopefully, they'll be destroyed the next four years and be gone and over because they are the people that are against this kind of stuff. And that's why we live in New York because of the diversity. And uh, mm-hmm. it's great that we represent that in beer too. Amen. <laughs> that's great. I'm going to back you up on that one. So, did you know that in just in the Queen's library system alone, there's over 200, if you go to a, one of the main Queen's libraries, there's over 200 different languages represented in the literature section alone. How about that, wow. buddy? Wow. That's New York City. Come on, David, give it up. <laughs> All right. All right. So, that's right, that's diversity. But, and diversity right. of beer style. So, New England IPA, I'm really proud right. of you. So, you got a, a partner coming in. Yes. Anything else? Give us a quick plug because we're not that much. Yeah, more I mean, just expanding. Maybe in Red like, Hook. Yeah, like uh, that's the biggest thing right now. But in the next two weeks, uh, yeah, October, the week of October 8th, you will see this beer. Please go buy it. It would mean a lot to me. <laughs> and then the next two weeks after that, we're canning. So we're going to have some can releases. Do, do you know a couple uh, bars and establishments that, that will have your beer? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have a list One of 100 that. Are go- we're trying to go to right now, but uh, always tell us uh, your two uh, favorites. Me, my two favorites. Okay, I'm gonna shout out Greenwood Park because they're my local. Uh, they're right next to the brewery um, in Industry City, and those guys are freaking awesome, and I love them. Um, uh, Barcade always, every single Barcade always supports me, so um, we'll be there as well. Who's yeah, your cutest sure. boy at Barcade? <laughs> <laughs> um, I know how this my, works. My, my boy, uh, Brian Wingett. I knew it, Brian! <laughs> tattoo guy. Yeah, love that guy. Brian Wingett. <laughs> He's Next my, time you're on, you got to bring him, because we, we've tried to get him on the show, and he worked a lot of Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he Jimmy, works a lot, but Jimmy's he's my re- best friend. Jimmy's so, way too familiar with all these bars. I never get to go to any other bars. Guys, he has a girlfriend. Don't get me in trouble like that. Yeah. I just love him. He's adorable. He's one of my favorite people. So. And then, Lars, let's knock out. Let's knock out the last beer too. And all right, so because our friend, our, our good buddy, is is uh, documenting every beer we drink on air for Untapped. As she was saying, good we, buddy, we, Ethan. Thank you, know, you, Ethan. I brought out a good pilsner, and this is a good pilsner. Oh, this I is the uh, Riedenburger Pilsner Organic. I know that. that's it's for sale at Zumschneider at the moment. There you go. Too expensive so, though. <laughs> it's quality, you know. It's, it's the but only... if it's too expensive, don't you just charge more? There you go. Exactly, just charge more. What do you charge for this at Zumschneider? Uh, I have no idea. Eight, nine dollars. Oh, he doesn't know anymore. I think it's six. Hey, that's that's all right. Hey, so this is a hundred percent organic. Even the water not, source is organic. Rapists. Okay. You know, how can uh, water be organic? Water can be organic if you can prove that the water source in the deep well, that uh, the, the land above the water source has never been treated with pesticides. That's how you can okay. prove that a uh, water source yeah, is organic. Yeah, which is screwed up. You know, years ago, I went to the brewery of München Hofbräuhaus, and the brewmaster said to me, I was very impressed about that, up, that, that comment. He said, it's absolutely wrong that we're tapping into this huge underground lake we're tapping in right now because the Munich well water is perfectly fine for brewing our beer. And we're tapping into a water that we actually need in about a thousand years. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just wrong. Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, uh, water source is, I mean, what, what does water make up? Uh, 80, 90 percent of, of, of any good beer. So, um, you know, I... I I think it's very important to have a good water source. And that's why... Traunstein is such a good beer. Yeah, you have 1,600 breweries in Germany, and, and most of these breweries are located at good water sources. You know, that, that's the primary uh, uh, factor to find a good, good location for your brewery. Katarina, brewing in New York City, how's the water? <laughs> and do you, do you find it's, it's different from even building to building? Do you have to treat it differently? I wouldn't say... Uh, I, it depends on where you're at, frankly, and that's all I'm learning. Um, 
Uh, no, New York City water in general, you treat the same way. Um, it's already uh, very great, uh, but you definitely have to add some salts and things to it, I would say. Uh, it really depends on where you're at. Yeah, New York City water is legendary, right? We make amazing things from it. We make great bagels. We make great pizza. We make great beer. The only thing you can't make with it is pretzels. No, why not? I don't know. You know, in 17 years, I have not found a baker who can make me an authentic Bavarian pretzel, and I mm. think it's the water. Have you been to Volksbeer yet? Volksbeer? Both of you guys. I have. Uh, I have been. It's, my kids go to school around the corner, oh, so okay. yes, I have. Carol? Another competition! <laughs> I mean, they are very, like, German... A yeah. focus beer, and I think they're making. Great we should go stuff there right after. Now. Let's yeah. go with me. Let's we'll go it. there after. I guess the show is winding down. Uh, but why are we so drinking pills at the at the Oktoberfest show in, in the end? Because we were talking about pills. Yeah, because this this oh, is again okay. this, this is one of my favorite styles. I love this. this. The bar. Yeah, this is setting it right. really high. Yeah. Let's wrap it up again. Once again, everybody's Oktoberfest event. So Munich on the East River. Don't miss it. It's almost sold. Starts this weekend. It's almost sold out. But Lars. Right, if it's already sold out, count to, to the Brauer Schmitz Oktoberfest, <laughs> October 20th, 21st, and 22nd in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, and try some good, authentic can, German can craft. I come? Yeah. Can I come yeah. to these things? I'm going to uh, be Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and you're going to come back on soon, Katarina, with Brian yeah. Wingett from, from Barcade. <laughs> yes, we're going to talk 100%. more about the New York City beer. This is a really great show. Two weeks in yeah. a row, we talked a little about German beer styles and Oktoberfest, which have influenced me a lot. I'm still not 100% sold on Oktoberfest in New York City. I guess because it's so warm. <laughs> you know, your beer styles are meant for the, the, the brisk chill of the Alpine Hills. Don't worry, it will come. <laughs> this is our fourth year of Munich cool on the down. East River, and we always had one really horrible, cold, rainy weekend. It right. will be there okay. again. We pray for the cold, <laughs> rainy weekend. All right. And big shout-out to everyone again, Sylvester, Katarina, and Lars, for joining Thank me you. here on the Heritage Radio Network. Thanks for having us. Big shout-out again. Uh, thanks to our Sponsors, Union Beer Distributors, uh, producer Justin Kennedy, and engineer with all the sounds and effects, David Tadish. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Thanks Beer Sessions Radio. And Nina. listening to heritage radio network food radio supported by you for our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events subscribe to our newsletter enter your email at the bottom of our website heritageradionetwork.org connect with us on facebook instagram and twitter at heritage underscore radio heritage radio network is a non-profit organization driving conversations to make the world a better fairer more delicious place and we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.